Hi, welcome back to Litcentric Radio, the podcast that's a literacy coach in your pocket. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Webb, and I'm super excited this week. It's already the end of January in 2020. Can't believe it. Our year's already well underway. We're back to school, back in the swing of things. And today is super exciting because we're going to be talking about the text, Meanwhile, by Jules Pfeiffer. It is one of my all-time favorite read-alouds. Uh, all-time favorite mentor text. I can't wait to share it with you. If you have a copy of this book, you know how fantastic it is. If you don't, you're really going to want to get yourself a copy. Now, in this episode, uh, last week for this episode, I promised that I would be giving the lesson that goes along with Meanwhile for free. Now, uh, at Centric Radio Lessons, they always include uh, text-dependent questions that I would ask uh, during the read aloud portion of the text to make it interactive. And uh, those are available for you to print directly onto uh, you know, three by three or three by five sticky notes and put them right in your book so that while you're reading the book with students, you can seamlessly ask the questions and there's even suggested answers on there just to make sure the conversation's on track. Now that conversation leads into building of the bridge chart together, which of course is also included in the lesson. And you know, I've been talking about bridge charts on Litcentric Radio for the last year or so now. And uh, in the lesson, there's actually a photograph of an example of what your chart could look like and the resources to build it if it's something that requires, you know, some more sticky notes and that kind of thing. So lessons always include those as well as a specific writing task to wrap up the whole experience for students. So we've got your suggested text, which is always one of my favorites. Um, I, I handpick the text very carefully at Centric Radio and I wanna make sure they're the best out there. And lucky for me, that job is easy because there's so many great books out there. But you know you've got a great mentor text, you've got the text pendant questions, have a rich discussion with students. Those questions are designed to prepare students for some of the thinking that they're going to do with you on the bridge chart. So remember, bridge charts are all about the interaction that you have and the knowledge sharing that happens in between people, in between students, and also in between you and students. And that's what populates the chart. And that whole experience then aligns and sets students up to be successful on the ultimate writing task. And that's really what Litcentric lessons are all about. So. Uh, for those of you who are already signed up to be Litcentric Insiders, you have a free lesson coming to you. It might even be in your email inbox right now. Uh, if you are in a different part of the world or on the East Coast or something, I'm based in California, so I might not be awake yet when you're actually listening to this episode, uh, but just look for an email from me sometime today um, in 2020 and get your free downloadable lesson. Now, if you didn't have a chance yet to sign up to be a Litcentric Insider, it's not too late. Besides the um, email I'm sending today, I'll be sure to send out another email this Friday. That's January 31st, 2020. That's, of course, the last day of the month. It's actually my parents' 50th wedding anniversary. I just realized that's the date I chose. That's exciting. And uh, if you sign up by January 31st, you will get the free lesson as well. So if you didn't get a chance to sign up last week, you still have a chance to do that. So if you want to hit pause right now on your phone or on your computer and do it before you forget. So you need to log on to litcentric.com, scroll about halfway down the homepage and you'll see the big button there for Litcentric Insiders. So join right away. In today's episode, we're gonna take a look at transitions and that means words and transitional phrases that move us along through a text, and we're going to use the book Meanwhile to help us do that. 
Now, there are so many reasons to love this book. I've actually never met a kid or an adult for that matter who doesn't love this book. Jules Pfeiffer is hilariously dramatic in his words and his pictures. The, uh, the pictures in it actually play like um, a comic book, which is really what the character's doing. He's reading comic books when he starts. And uh, just the design of the pages lends themselves really well to that. As Jewel Pfeiffer, if you're a fan of his, you know his pictures are really um, pretty amazing and they're always very exciting in his books. His work always brings me so much joy. And a book like Meanwhile just really begs to be read aloud and it's a lot of fun to do. And I think you'll um, hopefully hear that today in the way that I read it. If you don't know about Jules Pfeiffer, he is actually a Pulitzer Prize winner. He's been a political cartoonist for many years and he has lots of different works out there. Some of you may recognize his artwork because he was the illustrator for The Phantom Toll Booth, which many of us, you know, that's a book from our childhood that we dearly love. And Jules Pfeiffer is 91 years old and he's still producing amazing things out there. So check him out. Check out other books by Jules Pfeiffer. They're always fantastic. I own many, many, many of them. And uh, as I mentioned previously, what I like to use meanwhile for is teaching transitions. I mean, it's pretty obvious the word meanwhile is a transition. So I love to use this book to even just spark that conversation. And I like to introduce what transitions are, what they're used for, and to actually give kids some language for trying them in their own work. So I think this book is great for that. And uh, I'll even make a few suggestions for you. Uh, at the end of our episode today for other books that I think and other texts that um, will do a great job of helping students to practice transitions because we can't just read, you know, a fabulous book like Meanwhile and think our conversation about transitions and transitional phrases is going to be over. Uh, We know that it takes a while for students to get immersed in something and to try things on for size. And Meanwhile is a great uh, first step in that direction, but there's lots of other books out there and other text types out there that we can use that will support students as they learn this skill. One of the other things I love about this book is it's dedicated to me. Well, no, not really, just kidding. But I always tell students that (laughs) because if you look at the dedication, it says to Julie. Uh, I think Julie's his one of his daughters, I think. Um, but anyways, I always think that's kind of funny uh, thing to show the students. They always believe me for about half a second and then realize, of course, that I'm teasing. <laughs> so anyways, let's actually dive into the text, Meanwhile, and see what it's all about. Raymond! Raymond didn't hear. Raymond, I want you. Now Raymond heard. It was his mother. She was always finding things for him to do. One more minute, Mom. Maybe she'll forget, thought Raymond. I want you now, Raymond. It's not fair. With Raymond's mother, it was always right now and never, no big deal, you can do it next Tuesday, Raymond. Suddenly, Raymond's eye caught a word in the middle of the page. So he's sitting in his bedroom reading comic books and he's staring at the page. And of course, it says meanwhile in very big letters. It was a word comics always used to change the scene. Meanwhile, but inside a box. Meanwhile, with three dots after it. And what it meant was that wherever you were in a story, just a plain ordinary meanwhile was going to take you somewhere else. Raymond, I'm losing my patience. 
What if I had my own meanwhile, Raymond wondered. And with a red marker, he scrawled the word on the wall behind his bed where he hoped his mother wouldn't see it. Raymond, if I have to come in there and get you, you're going to be very sorry. Raymond's mother didn't get to finish her threat. Raymond was on a pirate ship on the high seas. Unbelievable! He had meanwhiled. Wicked pirates were boarding a royal naval vessel. They were dueling the queen's loyal sailors. Raymond couldn't just stand by and watch as if it were a picture in a comic book. He clenched a sword between his teeth, then swung by a rope over the shark-infested sea onto the royal naval vessel. He dueled the wicked pirate single-handed and also rescued a beautiful maiden. The only reason he didn't capture the pirate captain was his sword broke. So Raymond was forced to walk the plank. The situation was hopeless. Feed Raymond to the sharks. It's not fair. Raymond knew he had one last chance to save himself. I have a last request. It's the law of the sea that I have to grant you your last request, grumbled the captain, who had a hook and a peg leg and a patch on one eye, and so did the rest of his crew. I want to write a letter to my mother. But none of the pirates had anything to write with. And why should they? None of them could read. Wait, cried the beautiful maiden. I carry a quill, a vial of ink, and a scroll in my cloak. So right there on the plank, Raymond wrote on the scroll, Meanwhile. So I hope I did that book justice reading it aloud to you. Of course, the illustrations make all the difference and kids just absolutely fall in love with Raymond. He's a very flawed character and it's very funny. Um, obviously, the things that he tries and the repetition of it all is, is great. Kids love to, um, they love to predict with it. That sense of routine really gets them involved in it. And of course, if you read it in a really exciting way, they really get sucked into the story. It's so fantastic. It's actually really fun to gesture towards students um, at the point when Raymond keeps writing Meanwhile, um, because they're going to start saying it out loud anyways, whether you want them to or not. So you might as well gesture and really involve them interactively with the story with you. It's so much fun. And it just, again, reinforces that re repetitive nature of the plot and really um, just kind of cements the fact of what's going on in this book and, and how that meanwhile really works. One of the funniest things that ever happened when I shared this book uh, in a first grade class I had years ago um, we were reading the book. Of course, the kids were completely enraptured as they always are. And at the end of the book, we were talking about it briefly. And I glance over and this one little guy, he happened to be, we were sitting on the rug and he happened to be next to the wall. And I see him and he's leaning over with his finger and he's trying to write meanwhile on the wall next to him. And I just thought that was the most darling thing ever. I know some teachers, their reactions are like, I should be insulted or something like he wants to meanwhile out of my classroom. But I just thought it was adorable that he was like, oh, maybe that'll work. Or I wonder what would happen if I did that. And just that tiny little sense of belief that he had that maybe just maybe uh, he could meanwhile, you know, somewhere else. I thought that was adorable. Uh, it's important with this book, though. Like I said, we're talking about transitions here. And I love to use this book to introduce transitions. But uh, with the younger students, sometimes it's actually better to introduce transitions first so they understand the basics about what they are, because meanwhile is a very specific transition. And uh, it's, it's important that kids don't just use it haphazardly. 
Oftentimes, you may only hear it used once in a text. Most texts, of course, you're not going to hear it at all because it is that special. But I still like to use this book, obviously, because it's fantastic. And Meanwhile is a great transition for them to understand. If they can handle using a Meanwhile, they can transition to anything. It's really not that hard at that point. But what's important to communicate to kids, no matter how young they are or inexperienced they are with transitions, is that Meanwhile is very specific and it doesn't it doesn't equate to just transitioning through a sequence of events. It's really important that they understand that there are, there are events happening simultaneously in this text, and that's the only way that meanwhile makes sense. Um, for some kids, they think, you know, the character, you know, first went over here, and then they went over there, and then they went over there, but there's no sense of like a backstory or an alternate kind of reality going on. And um, that's just a simple, you know, sequence of events kind of transition thing, like first this happened, next that happened, or, you know, that type of thing. But with Meanwhile, it they have to understand that there are simultaneous, like, forces and characters and plot lines going on, and that's what Meanwhile is really meant to do. Now, we're going to reinforce that idea through our bridge chart today. We're really going to map out Meanwhile, and we're going to map out this text in particular. And then there's, like I said, there's other texts that you can teach kids to map out as well. And they're going to do that in their writing task. They're going to experience the mapping out process with you in the bridge chart. Then we're going to ask them to map out some other texts, maybe we either provide for them or texts that they know of. Um, we can even include... Um, really a broader definition of text. It doesn't just mean a printed book. Of course, it can mean articles and things like that. But when we refer to text, we're also talking about audio text, like, you know, podcasts like this one, or, you know, different kind of audio files or read alouds or, you know, books on tape kind of a thing, if you're old school like me, but also videos. Videos are another type of text. And so you don't want to discount those because there's really rich opportunities there. And if you think about the word meanwhile, Think about, you know, back in the day when you'd watch like, you know, some kind of soap opera or telenovela, right? Like all of those shows, don't they have multiple families and multiple businesses and a huge cast of characters? And they keep, they show maybe, you know, five minutes of video, um, you know, in this one family's house. And all of a sudden they transition to a completely different kind of storyline. And sometimes those storylines intersect and sometimes they don't. And that's just how those shows are designed. So you're constantly meanwhiling between every single, you know, every single transition that happens on camera. And a lot of videos actually are full of things like that. Even um, some kind of short videos, lots of kids shows are like that. So there's actually a lot of examples out there. Once your kids understand meanwhile, they'll start seeing examples all over the place, which is great. So for our bridge chart today, like I said, we're mapping out Meanwhile. And in the Litcentric Radio lesson for uh, the Meanwhile text, uh, you'll see not only the picture in there of the example bridge chart, but um, this bridge chart has several sticky notes to it so that you don't have to spend a lot of time writing. You're going to be plotting your sticky notes and only writing a certain portion to keep the lesson flowing so that kids aren't sitting there staring at you writing things down, but they're engaging with you. Uh, and your focus is on the conversation and the meaning construction and not about making a pretty chart. You know, you want your chart to be clear and comprehensible, especially, um, you know, for students who have fewer literacy skills than others. They need charts that they can walk away still understanding how to use and being able to read them to some degree and interact with them. And that's not about pretty pictures and beautiful colors. That's in your design and in the execution of that while you're building those charts with kids. That's what really matters. So 
This may not be a Pinterest-worthy chart, and I am perfectly okay with that. Nothing against Pinterest, but you know what I'm talking about out there. So the mapping out of Meanwhile starts with the four distinct storylines that are happening in this book. So the four storylines are uh, first that Raymond's home in his bedroom. That's one storyline. Of course, that's where we begin. Uh, another storyline is uh, on the high seas with those pirates. Another one is out west um, when he's a cowboy with that posse chasing him. And the last one is when he's in outer space with fighting the Martians. Okay, So those are our four storylines, and they're all, they are really distinct ones. And the only connection between them, besides the fact that it's Raymond and part of his imagination, what really connects them and moves us through those stories is, of course, the word meanwhile. And that's the entire reason why we have transition words. The whole point of a transitional word or phrase is to move us smoothly throughout the story and make meaningful connections for the reader along the way. That's why it matters which transitional word you use. And a lot of um, our choices of which transitional words and phrases to use is uh, determined by the genre that we're writing in. And uh, in this case, we know meanwhile is a very specific one. And uh, this chart is going to reinforce that idea. And students can easily develop this with you because they experience the text. And it's pretty clear what's going on because Jules Pfeiffer so brilliantly um, organized it in such a repetitive way that even kindergartners grasp this very quickly. So the first thing I do is plot uh, the first sticky note, which is talking about Raymond's at home in his bedroom. That's how we start. We draw a line down, we write the word meanwhile. So this is when I actually want you to write as you're engaging the kids because I want them to generate the word with you. And we draw an arrow to the right and show our next um, storyline, which was the high seas and the pirates. We meanwhile again and go again to the right and we talk about, oh, now he moved out west to be with the cowboys. We meanwhile again, again to the right, and we get to the outer space with the Martians. And so kids can already see it's kind of this, um, it's a stair-step kind of pattern, except we start up top with um, home in his bedroom, and we gradually slide down to the right as we're plotting out these meanwhiles and these shifts in the storylines. But once we get to the outer space one, he has to go back somewhere, doesn't he? And he doesn't go back home. He meanwhiles back to the pirates. So we're going to draw a line back to the pirate area and plot that sticky note again. And we're going to meanwhile away our, our way again to the right to um, out west to the cowboys. Meanwhile, again to the right to outer space again. Remember, because he revisits each of those places. Finally, at the end, he meanwhiles all the way back home. So we draw a line all the way to the left of the chart to show that that's finally where he ends up. Now, it's tricky to show kids how a meanwhile plot works um, because the arrows can be going in all these different directions and often they do go back to certain things. It's not a circular pattern and it's not a linear pattern. So it's um, it's a different kind of structure and it's complicated to write um, a story in this kind of meanwhile transitioning all over the place kind of deal. So I don't expect my students to instantly go write, you know, their own story like this, but that is something I want them to start dabbling with and thinking about. And the first way to do that is to show them many examples of this and help them identify when those transitions are being used. So like I mentioned, with the writing task, I want kids to take another text, whether that's a print text, an audio text, or a video text, and uh, either they read it themselves or it's read to them but I want them to map out another text and map out the meanwhiles in a similar way to this one. And I've got a couple suggestions for you on some books that we can do this with. 
Now, there's three texts on here that I've actually featured in Litcentric Radio Lessons. The first one is actually our episode number one, Don't Let the Pigeon Drive the Bus. Now, this is probably one of the most simple examples of meanwhile that you can have. Remember how the story starts with the uh, bus driver asking us to watch his bus because he has to go away. And he says, don't let the pigeon drive the bus. So that's how we start. He leaves, but meanwhile, the pigeon is actively trying to drive the bus, right? The, the bus driver's off doing whatever he's doing. This is what's happening over here. And then meanwhile, the driver comes back and he says, oh, you didn't let him drive the bus. Okay, great, thanks. And so um, that's a really simple example of how that transitioned back and forth between those simultaneous events. That one's super straightforward. There's a couple others that are quite good. Another one is episode 18, The Night I Followed the Dog. That one's a good example of the boy realizing, you know, meanwhile, he's sleeping and the dog is out having a life of its own. And the one night he decides to follow the dog and discovers what he's been doing meanwhile, you know, meanwhile, while the sleeping's happening. And another example is actually last week's episode, number 31, with Muncha, Muncha, Muncha. When the main character is planting his garden and uh, he's all excited, he goes to bed and meanwhile, the rabbits come out and, you know, ransack his garden. And that happens consistently. He goes to bed, meanwhile, they come out and, and that kind of thing. So we can show kids that's an opportunity where that transition takes place. Even if the author doesn't write the word meanwhile, we still recognize that a transition is happening there. And so that's another concept for students to get. It's not just about putting a word to indicate a transition. It's understanding that a transition actually took place. That's even more important to me. Um, there's another great book that I love called Meanwhile Back at the Ranch. It even has the word meanwhile in it. Um, it's a really great book. They have a, a funny um, Reading Rainbow episode on it that I watched when I was a kid. And Meanwhile Back at the Ranch... Uh, is set up um, in a very similar way where where the farmer um, goes to town and has kind of this whole day, you know, talking with different people and different friends and things. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, which we know, a lot of us know that's a um, kind of an old saying that you might hear people say, um, his wife has all these adventures and all these crazy things happen. And they're really kind of like, you know, out there, like all the dogs had puppies and they discovered oil on the property and they all get rich and all this crazy stuff happens while he's just, you know, out in town that day. So it bounces back and forth between town and back home on the ranch. And it's a very straightforward kind of meanwhile situation, but of course, very funny. So I really recommend that one as well. And I have a video recommendation for you. Um, I'm sure um, many of you are familiar with Pixar, the company owned by Disney that creates some of our favorite um, animated movies and um, a lot of us are familiar with the Toy Story movies and you may not be as familiar though with um, the Toy Story uh, that sometimes called Toy Story tunes sometimes they're called Toy Story shorts and uh, these ones are um, little spin-off ones that they have of the Toy Story characters and my favorite one to use to talk about um, meanwhile specifically is Partysaurus Rex. I actually, that's one of my favorite shorts or little, you know, Toy Story tunes of all time. It's very funny. And there's at least three, four, maybe even five kind of meanwhile opportunities that happen in that video. So kids can actually, you can pause the video and have them identify where those transitions have taken place and how the word meanwhile would be used there, even though that's, you know, it's not in print and it doesn't, they don't say meanwhile on the video. Um, we still have to recognize that there's alternate plot lines going on. 
And so that video is a fun one. And I think it's, you know, six or seven minutes long. So it doesn't take long to watch it. And it's fun. And it's a great exercise for kids to start recognizing that these transitions take place all the time. Any kind of story they're uh, watching or listening to um, or seeing a video of. So please get a copy of Meanwhile. It's so great. If you go to litcentric.com and uh, go to season three, which is the season we're in now for our uh, podcast here, I have all of our um, links to all of the books that I feature in the show and a link there. Uh, you'll see the Meanwhile for episode 32. And if you click that link to buy the book, um, we will get a little a tiny portion of that purchase for Litcentric Radio, which helps me keep the show going, which is an exciting thing. And don't forget, if you haven't signed up already to become a Litcentric Insider, make sure you do that uh, before Friday, January 31st, 2020, because uh, that's when I'll be releasing this second um, email that will have the free lesson for Meanwhile in there. And um, as you know, Litcentric Radio, I have lessons for every single episode that I, uh, that I feature on the podcast. And those are available in um, a growing bundle. So if you purchase the growing bundle right now, it's $19. And if you purchase that, you get every single lesson ever featured on the show, as well as any lesson that will be featured into the you know near future, basically. It just, I keep adding lessons as I, as I go and you don't have to pay any more money. Um, you wanna make sure that you uh, get in on that growing bundle soon because by the time we hit season four, that price is gonna go up. If you become a Litcentric Insider, I often will give uh, lessons out for free, but only if you're on the email list. So go to litcentric.com, um, scroll down about halfway on the homepage, and you'll see a link there, to, and it says become a Litcentric Insider. All right? So we will see you next time, and have a great day at school.